This show is going to be a completely Homer episode. So if you don't want to hear this, earmuffs. The question is, can Ole Miss go 11 and 1 and make the playoffs? We'll discuss. This is Locked On Ole Miss podcast. You are locked on Ole Miss. Your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. Hey, there's the bye week. There's no Ole Miss game this weekend. Normally right now I would tell you where you could find the game on SiriusXM and which channel it was on and that you can search it by searching Ole Miss Rebels on the SXM app. There is no game this weekend, but next week against Auburn at 6 Central, we will give you the channel lineup for that game. Hello, I'm Stephen Willis, and this is the Locked On Ole Miss podcast, and we are going to go super-duper homer today. So get ready. If that's not something you want to listen to, I understand that. But our question is, can Ole Miss go 11-1 and make the playoff? That is the hypothesis of this episode, and we're going to break down what needs to happen, how close Ole Miss is, because they're closer than you probably think, and what does this look like moving forward? Before we get started, though, I do want to give a shout-out to an everydayer. Jeff and Corey from Aiken, South Carolina, listens to the show every day. They say religiously. They're huge fans of the program and that they are locked in on Ole Miss sports um, at the moment. So they are Hoppy Langley's brother and nephew. Hoppy Langley was a place kicker at Ole Miss back in the 70s. I think he's passed away. Um, since then, but they do enjoy the program, and we want to give Jeff and Corey a shout out for being involved with the program. That's fantastic stuff. Thank you very much. I think on um, the Sun got introduced because it was passed down on our tell one person type deal. So that's pretty cool indeed. So congratulations. Thank you very much for watching. And if you're an everydayer, you know reach out. You never know if I'll just put your information on the air and give you a shout out like that. But Jeff and Corey, thank you very much. All right. Ole Miss versus the world at this point. Ole Miss is five and one at the turn. And the first half of their schedule is definitely more difficult than the second half of their schedule. And the first half of the schedule, they went five and one. Now I did W's and L's before the season and I'm currently six and oh on my picks. Now we're hoping that I'm six and one after the Auburn game, but I was six and zero oh going into that. I've updated my picks to the end of the year, and can Ole Miss go eleven and one? And we're going to touch on that, and I'm going to show you my W's and L's and updated picks. Yes, Ole Miss can go eleven and one. Are they likely to go eleven and one? Probably not. Um, but that doesn't mean that Ole Miss fans can't hope that directions everybody's asking that question when they look at the schedule and if you look at what we have coming up there's a game at Auburn that before the season I put down as an L right now the way they're playing the things are going on I've changed that to a W Ole Miss is the ESPN FBI favorite at 73 percent to win the game that means they essentially win three out of four times the game is simulated that's what that means Vanderbilt 
Ole Miss is favored by 96 percent. 96 out of 100 times it is simulated, Ole Miss wins the game. Texas A&M, Ole Miss is a 61 percent probability favor in that game. 61 is three out of every five times the game is played, Ole Miss comes out on top. 61 percent, 61 out of 100. Georgia is currently favored over Ole Miss, winning 72 times out of 100, seven out of every 10. Georgia is winning at the moment. ULM is at 99%. They basically just left them an out in case something haywire happens. And Mississippi State, Ole Miss is at 82%. Four out of every five times that game is simulated, Ole Miss wins it. And you want to know the desperation that is going on with our friends to the south um, Mississippi State is building their NIL collective as we speak, making hires, doing the things that Ole Miss did a while back. Mississippi State is strongly, finally starting to play catch up on because reality is starting to hit just a little bit. Now, if you look at this schedule and the way this goes on, I've, I, like I said, I gave you the probability, but if you want to talk about the real, if you look at Ole Miss's games in the first six games, it was offensive explosion, offensive struggle. Offensive explosion, offense struggled. Um, offensive explosion, offense struggled. It, there's no consistency right now on offense. For whatever reason, it, it, they haven't put it together yet. So the benefit that everybody needs to realize is Ole Miss hasn't played their best game yet. Now, offensively against LSU, they were dang near unstoppable. 55.700 yards. They were just a machine offensively. But that team didn't show up against Arkansas. And Arkansas has a decent defense. They have a better defense. They have an effort-based defense. Tulane's in the top 10 in rushing. Did y'all know that? Um, and Alabama is up there as well. You have three teams... Okay, three teams that are in the top 50 in rushing and Ole Miss struggled offensively against all of them. Arkansas, Alabama, and Tulane are all ranked in the top 15, 50 in rushing defense. So I think with the growth and the emergence of Ulysses Bentley IV, um, I think Quinshawn Judkins, they're going to figure out his role. Whenever you put it, we put his projected numbers up there, you'll see that he is – at the moment, he is not having a good year, honestly. And if you look at what Jackson did, Jackson is having an all-world type year where 4,000 yards total offense is within reach for him against defenses that struggle against the pass. I think to unlock Auburn, you're going to have to take care of their front seven. Now, they're not a top 50 run defense, um, and their back end is pretty good, but I think you can throw on them, and that's how it's going to get a little squirrely for Auburn in that game. Vanderbilt's Vanderbilt. You should be able to do pretty much whatever you want. A&M's going to be a test, but that secondary, Jalen Milrow made that A&M secondary pay all day. And if Jalen Milrow can do it, Jackson Dark can open that up as well. Georgia's defense, well, that's Georgia's defense. That's that's the free shot. The 11-1 the game is based off of that free shot. And if Ole Miss puts it all together, if their offense looks like they did against LSU, if their defense looks like they did against Alabama, Ole Miss can win that game. If 
their struggles offensively if there are if there are struggles defensively with the talent that Georgia has Georgia will do to Ole Miss what they did to Kentucky if they're up for it because they should be up for it although I think that game is in between them playing Missouri which Ole Miss fans probably need to root for Missouri to win that game against Kentucky this weekend then they play Ole Miss and then they go to Nayland Stadium to play Tennessee and then you have ULM and Mississippi State which Statistically, if you look at the probability, that is the two out of the three uh, two out of the three most easy games on the schedule um, at the end of the year. So it should be pretty interesting indeed. I, I, I'm pretty fired up about what can happen. If you look at probability wise, you can see that just game by game and probability, they're thinking Ole Miss can go ten and two. So the question is, can Ole Miss defeat Georgia? And there are a couple of things to where we can get better at. And if they get better at them, all of a sudden this offense is really going to unlock. And if it really unlocks, it may not matter what Georgia does defensively. And if the defense continues to be explosive, we'll talk about that a little bit as well. Um, they have a chance to get the ball back for the offense. Because I told you in the offseason, the defense's primarily ro primary role on this team this year will be to get the ball back for the offense. It's up to the offense to go handle business and do what they are capable of doing. But if the offense does what they're capable of doing, the defense is explosive and forces team to punt. Now, the third and longs need to stop. You do a fine job on first and second down of setting up a third and nine, a sec or third and 12. You, you can't give up those third and longs. And third down conversions have been a wee bit of a concern with Ole Miss's defense um, for the time being. So it's interesting. Right now, I do want to let you know that this show is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Snap into the action this NFL season with FanDuel. It's America's number one sportsbook. Right now, you, can, you new customers, can get $200 back in bonus bets guaranteed when you face, place your first $5 bet. That's $200 back in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and many more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. College football season is here, and this season Locked On is kicking up our coverage with Locked On College Football Kickoff. Each Friday, Locked On will go live at 11 a.m. Eastern. Every Locked On College YouTube channel carries it. The College Football Kickoff Live show will cover playoff implications, the conference rivalry games, and go in-depth like only Locked On can, including insight analysis from our stable of Locked On College hosts covering their teams every day. Find Locked On College Football Kickoff every Friday at 11 Eastern on any Locked On College YouTube channel. You won't want to miss it. All right, so in the first segment, we kind of broke down the schedule and what it looked like. And, and if you just go game by game, Ole Miss is a probability favorite in that individual game of 10-2, and two, to go 10-2. and two. The teams that are on the schedule, it's not even toss-ups. The closest to a toss-up is the Texas A&M game where Ole Miss is a 61% probability leader going to that game. In the, those probabilities, Ole Miss has won every game this year where they were the probability leader. 
there's going to be several games towards the end of the season where Ole Miss has the talent advantage over the team they're playing. They have a more talented team than Auburn. They have a more talented team than Vanderbilt. They have a more talented team than ULM, and they have a more talented team than Mississippi State. Texas A&M, they've recruited very well. Lots of talent on that roster. Their issue is kind of between the years at the moment. They have a chance to be absolutely dominant, and they can come into Vaught-Hemingway Stadium and everything can click, and Bobby Petrino could be the dude, and they could cause problems. Georgia, we all know what Georgia is. They're the two-time defending national champion. And for whatever reason, Ole Miss is going to play them this year, and they're going to get them at home next year. It's going to be back-to-back years with the Georgia Bulldogs, which if you're my age or older, the Georgia Bulldog game is an every-year series. It makes sense. It's fine. But if you're younger and you're kind of new to Ole Miss sports, the Ole Miss-Georgia game, that's, that's kind of weird. That's kind of a team that you play every seven years or whatever it's been recently. But when you look at Ole Miss's schedule, probability puts them at 10-2. and two. I think right now the absolute floor for this season is like, if you go below it, and this is honestly what I said back in July, it's probably nine and three. For an acceptable season, you end up nine and three. Nine and three is going to put you in the Citrus Bowl. Nine and three is going to put you in 50 miles away from my house at a bowl game. I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to do remotes and things like that for bowl preparation. Because the reality of this thing is if Ole Miss can go 11 and one, they're going to make the playoffs and they're going to end up probably in the Sugar Bowl, maybe? Because that's a playoff game this year. If they make the, if they go 10 and two the rest of the way with their only losses being to Alabama and Georgia, who seem to be earmarked to play in the SEC championship game, they're going to probably go to Miami in the Orange Bowl about two hours, two hours, 15 minutes from my house. I'll be down there for that. Um, if they go nine and three, they're in the Citrus Bowl. At the worst, the Quest Bowl. Either way, you're bowling in Florida. No matter what happens, as long as you don't let down against Auburn, Vanderbilt, Louisiana Monroe, or Mississippi State. Win those four games, you're nine and three, and the minimum is a bowl game that you've never been to. We might be a little bit disappointed because of we're thinking about exactly what could happen this season. But think about that just for a second. Especially older Ole Miss fans, not Johnny Vault older, like my age older, that remembers like my first game was Steve Sloan's last. I was at the Immaculate Deflection. I went through the 80s as a child with Ole Miss. I went through the 90s in the probation as a child with Ole Miss. My college years were in the late 90s. David Cutcliffe years, I was spent most of my time in the military during that. Right before I joined the military, I got to see David Cutcliffe's first game. But after that, I was out of pocket. Came back to Ole Miss at Orgeron. 
worked on staff there. I was the video coordinator. Was in that building for three years. Ed Orgeron got let go. Houston Nutt comes in. And the Ole Miss has back-to-back Cotton Bowls for the first time in 50 years. Everybody remembers that quote. But that was kind of the awakening. The Ed Orgeron years, believe it or not, was a little bit of the wake, awakening because they realized, hey, we can get these kids if we just put forth the effort. We don't have to dominate in-state recruiting-wise. We don't have to have that 400-mile halo drawn around Oxford, Mississippi. We could recruit more than that. And Houston Nutt got Ole Miss back to New Year's Day bowl games and back-to-back years because that is still, it is a big deal. We make fun of it, but it is a big deal. And then Houston Nutt kind of tanked it. He didn't have a quarterback. And Ole Miss hired Hugh Freeze. And Hugh Freeze used that philosophy that Ed Orgeron instilled recruiting-wise along with the belief that he could get it done. And he got Ole Miss back to the Sugar Bowl. Everybody remembers that. Everybody is thankful for what Hugh Freeze did. Won't be thankful next Saturday. Thankful today. But then the scandal happened and all of this happened and Ole Miss got put on probation and they hired Matt Luke. And Matt Luke is one of the best dudes that I've ever known. I was in Oxford. He was on staff when I was there. I know Matt fairly well. One of the best dudes that you will ever meet is Matt Luke, period. Matt Luke just got a horrible situation. He got his dream job, exactly what he wanted to happen right at the moment when Hugh Freeze had blown up the roster, when Ole Miss was on probation. The hires had already been made, so – do you want to buy out of Wesley McGriff? That was a bad hire. I mean, ideally, Matt Luke would have um, dropped Phil Longo and Wesley McGriff the next year and done his own thing. That What we saw in 2019 would have happened in 2018. But if that would have happened in 2018, does Ole Miss get Matt Corral? You know, that might be the scenario. That the, Just cutting bait with Phil Longo – might have been the difference between Matt Corral and K.J. Jefferson being the quarterback at Ole Miss. Interesting selection, you know. And then after Matt Luke, everybody kind of got fed up and Ole Miss hired Lane Kiffin to go a completely different direction. And Ole Miss is winning 75% of their games right now. For my age group, this is unlike anything success-wise we have seen. Now, 2014 and 2015 was great. Peach Bowl. Sugar Bowl, great, but you're about to do the same thing again. And with the 12-team playoff coming next year and the chance that now Ole Miss fans can have hope that Jackson Dart is going to come back for another year. I mean, there's playoff dreams happening in the Ole Miss fan base right now. I hope everybody realizes that. And a playoff game, if it's in Fault Hemingway Stadium, becomes the the biggest game in the history of Ole Miss football. I mean, those are the heights that we're playing with right now. Why can't we win in Athens? We've done everything else. We've done the the unthinkable. Whenever Ole Miss got put on probation after Hugh Freeze, everybody's like, yep, that's done. We don't have to worry about that anymore. 
the Ole Miss was cute, but now they get to go back to being a middling program. And while Ole Miss was on probation, they were. The problem for everybody is Ole Miss has kind of figured some stuff out. And because of that, they were able to bounce back really quickly. And Lane Kiffin is a really good football coach. He does some things that will drive you absolutely bonkers at times. But overall, he's a good football coach. He has the mindset of doing whatever it takes to win. And he actually means it. Do whatever it takes to win. And Ole Miss has recruited a roster that is the most talented roster that has existed at Ole Miss in my lifetime. It just has. And it's because of the transfer portal. So many people want the transfer portal to get a them to get a lid on the transfer portal because it is more work. It's more work required for everybody. That's the reason they dropped the number of days for the transfer portal, all of that stuff, because high school recruiting, there's an infrastructure for that. Everybody's familiar with that. But what we're seeing this year is their theories, not right. This is what you need to be successful in the transfer portal era. era. An experienced quarterback. That's it. It doesn't matter if you're a pass rusher. It doesn't matter if you're a linebacker. It doesn't matter if your whole safety is transfers. It doesn't matter if two on your offensive line are transfers or if you have a running back that's a transfer. If your wide receiving core is built around transfers, that does not matter if you have a single quarterback that is leading the way. If those players will follow that quarterback, it doesn't matter how you get them. So get them. Make sure your quarterback is set up and get them. Lane Kiffin's smartest move that he made, in my opinion, was bringing in Walker Howard as a freshman, as a transfer. Because now, even if Jackson Dart after the season decides, okay, we're going to the league. I don't know if I recommend it with as deep as his quarterback class, but let's say Jackson Dart does that. Walker Howard's here. They know him. It doesn't matter who Ole Miss is going to get, they're going to follow that kid because he's been doing the things already in the building. When the new transfers come in and they're getting integrated, everybody else is following him, and it kind of turns into a Pied Piper-type situation. Incredibly smart move. The most important room on Ole Miss's football team is the quarterback room, and that is why. And honestly, that quarterback room is why they have a chance against Auburn, against Vanderbilt, against Texas A&M, against Georgia, against ULM, against Mississippi State, because Ole Miss can absolutely beat Georgia. I'm not saying they will. I'm not even saying they should. I'm saying they can. And after you watch the Auburn game, I don't know why you would disagree with that. This is a Georgia team that has slept walked through five of their games, and now you're going to set them up after their going in a sandwich game. Now, it's going to be an incredibly hard game. Don't don't get me wrong. It's going to be a hard game. But Ole Miss can win that game. Should be a lot of fun. This football season is shaping up to be really fun, as long as Ole Miss can take take care of business against those four teams. Now, I do want to let you know that this show is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. 
These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right team for your team faster and for free. Listen, we're 20 years in now. Everybody knows how to create a social media profile. It's, it's just the way it is. So go to LinkedIn and create a profile. Once you do that, though, add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to that profile, and you can spread the word that you're hiring. It's got simple tools like screening questions that make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. Listen, making the right hire is everything. It's just like college football, honestly. If you hire a poor head coach in three years, you're going to be doing this again. If you hire the wrong team member, you're going to be doing this again in short order. This can have a positive and measurable impact on your business if you make the right hire. It is why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Normally, this is the part of the show where I tell you to turn tune into Sirius XM on a certain channel, and you can listen to the Ole Miss game. Now, it's 6 o'clock next week, Central Time, against Auburn. I'll tell you that again. But right now, Ole Miss has a bye week. But if you're interested in other games that are going on this weekend, check out the Sirius XM home team broadcasts of all the teams around the league. Just search whichever team you want to look at. The Auburn Tigers might be something you want to listen to this week. Um, they just search the SXM app on Sirius XM. Hi, I'm Stephen Willis, and this is the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. And we are doing a can Ole Miss go 11 and 1 and make the playoff this year? And the answer is they absolutely can. Now, one interesting thing that Ole Miss gets to deal with is their numbers at the turn aren't as good as they can be. If you look at Jackson Dart, he's projected at 200. 14 for 334, 32, 72, 24 touchdowns passing, four interceptions. Just a fantastic year by Jackson Dart. There's no way you can get around that. He's also tracking for an additional six or 700 yards and eight touchdowns on the ground. That's about 32 touchdowns responsible for and flirting with 4,000 yards total offense for a season. This, this is a historic type year that Jackson Dart is putting up. And honestly, he's probably the reason why Ole Miss is five and one right now. If you look at Jordan Watkins, everybody forgets about Jordan Watkins. Everybody forgets about Dayton Wade more than Jordan Watkins, honestly. Dayton Wade's doing a fantastic job as well. But Jordan Watkins has is on pace for 72 catches, 1,072 yards, and four touchdowns. Jordan Watkins has been Mr. Consistency. And is a big reason, honestly, why Ole Miss got the W Saturday night. If you look at Ulysses Bentley the fourth, he's on pace for 74 carries, 556 yards. Now, I imagine those carries numbers are going to go up in the second half of the year. I I, I just genuinely think that. I think that 556 is going to be low. I think the touchdown is going to be low. He is showing himself as too much of a weapon. So if you want a player that numbers are going to go above what is expected for him. This is a good example of that. And the other one is 
Quinshawn Judkins right now. Quinshawn Judkins is on pace for 216 carries, 883 yards, and six touchdowns. That that that's just that's not good. Now we're going to play against teams, and there's always a chance he could wake up. And he had the big game against LSU, but 441 yards or whatever he has um, at the midway point is probably not good enough. So we'll see exactly what he can do. I expect Quinshawn on the goal line. He's doing a very good job. Basically, the wildcat formation on the goal line, that's like a guaranteed score at the moment, should be interested. But if you look at defensively, oh, sorry about that. If you look at defensively, we talked about this defense being explosive. They're on pace for 44 sacks and 94 TFLs this season. 44 sacks and 94 TFLs. If this was 2022, that would be good enough for fourth in the nation in sacks and about 11th in the nation in tackles for loss. This is a team that is making explosive plays, and they're starting to turn teams over. KJ, who doesn't necessarily turn the ball over, gave the ball to Ole Miss twice. Ole Miss played a really good game defensively. Um, you know, in our interviews, there are people talking about the surprise that has been the defensive unit four Ole Miss in this season. Pretty impressive indeed. So, hope everybody enjoys this Thursday, gets ready for the bye week. There's some interesting football games that I'm going to be looking at. I'm going to be at Disney again Friday night. Um, might try to do a short, just forgot to do it last week. Um, should be a lot of fun. I don't know if we're going to go to Epcot or Hollywood Studios, but the plan is to go to one of them. Anyway, I hope everybody has a good time, and thank you. Thank you so much for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day, your Ole Miss morning show. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every single day. Anyway, if you're an everydayer, let me know. Always good to give you a shout-out whenever you do that. So, again, I want to point, put it up one more time before we get out of here. Shout-out to Jeff and Corey in Aiken, South Carolina. Apparently, that's Hoppy Langley's brother and nephew, who was a kicker at Ole Miss back in the 70s. Um, that's Aiken, South Carolina. Hope everybody has a good day. I mean, today's a lot of fun. We're doing the bye week. We have a lot of interviews to go. See them going up throughout the weekend. It, it's not going to stop. It's Ole Miss every day. It's a lifestyle. Um, we mean that. And, and so we're, we're treating this almost like it was off season. That's what we're doing. So. Thank you very much for tuning in, and we'll talk to you later. Hotty toddy.